If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of the Leading Learning Podcast. This time around, Jeff and I are going to turn the lens onto podcasting itself uh, to discuss why we feel it is an important channel for learning and education businesses to leverage and how to get started. We've talked about podcasting to a certain extent before, but we felt like it was time to revisit the topic given the recent release of the latest Edison research data on podcasting. Before we turn to a discussion of podcasting, though, we want to take a moment to thank your membership, the podcast sponsor for the first quarter of 2017. Your membership's learning management system is specifically designed for professional education with a highly flexible and intuitive system that customizes the learning experience. Your membership's LMS seamlessly integrates with key systems to manage all of your educational content formats in one central location while providing powerful tools to create and deliver assessments, evaluations, and learning communities. You can find out more about your membership at yourmembership.com. We also want to note that recordings from our recent Learning Technology Design Virtual Conference are available through the end of May, and you can purchase access through May 15th. We created Learning Technology Design, or LTD for short, specifically for professionals in the business of continuing education and professional development, and you can get access to all the great content delivered at the live online event. Find out more at ltd.leadinglearning.com. And finally, our resource for this episode is related directly to the topic of podcasting. We're all about podcasting in this episode. We want to direct you to one of the more comprehensive podcasting how-to resources out there right now. This is a page put together by John Lee Dumas at Entrepreneur on Fire. And John publishes an interview with an entrepreneur every single day, seven days a week, and he's been doing it for years. So suffice to say, he knows a thing or two about podcasting, and you can get his free ultimate guide to podcasting by going to leadinglearning.com slash fire. That's fire as an entrepreneur on fire. And we'll also put that link in the show notes to this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 76. Now, as you mentioned, Salisa, one catalyst for us deciding to talk about podcasting in this episode is the recent release of the new edition of the Infinite Dial Report from Edison Research. Yes, and that report, that's one that they've been doing for a a number of years. It dates back to 1998, um, and uh, it looks at trends in digital audio and video and social media, um, and it uses really kind of the the gold standard for research methods, Um, and maybe you want to talk about that a little bit, Jeff. Yes, I mean, they they contacted uh, a total of 2,000 people to to interview them to, you know, explore Americans' use of digital platforms and and new media. Um, These were telephone interviews that were conducted. Uh, with respondents from age 12 and older, and they were selected by uh, random digit dial or RDD sampling. And the interviews were 51% landline phones and 49% mobile phones. So, you know, basically this is, you know, very buttoned up research. Uh, You know, they've really got uh, some solid insights into how digital media are, are being used and how podcasting is being used. Well, and so let's talk specifically about the podcasting data, because that's uh, what interests us in, in particular. Um, and I think the, the major news here is that podcasting continues to grow. Um, and at this point, 
uh, 40% of Americans 12 and older say they've listened to a podcast at some point in their lives. And 24%, which means an estimated 67 million people, say they have listened to a podcast in the past month. And that represents a, a, a an upward tick from from 21% a year ago. So it, it's growing. You know, if you have a quarter of uh, Americans 12 and older saying they've listened to a podcast in the past month. Yeah, and it's been growing steadily. I mean, we're not seeing like huge spikes or anything, but 10 to 20% growth, you know, year over year. And um, Jay Barrett, um, Convince and Convert, has, has published a nice analysis of some of the, the key numbers in the Edison report. And we'll link to that in the, in the show notes. Um, but uh, what we like about his post is he offers some interesting uh, contextual perspective on all of this. So, you know, as he puts it, he references that, you know, 24% number, nearly a quarter of Americans age 12 or older. And he says, you know, for context, 21% of Americans are Catholic. Thus, podcast listening is more common than Catholicism in the United States. So sort of an interesting point of reference there. Jay also notes that 42 million people listen to podcasts weekly, and that's five times more than go to the movies. And so, you know, as we might expect, uh, how people consume podcasts, that's happening usually on smartphones, tablets, and other uh, portable devices. Um, 65% of those listening to podcasts make use of those portable devices. But uh, the Edison data also makes it clear that um, most people are actually listening to podcasts at home in spite of listening on these mobile devices. And I find that very interesting. Um, uh, I think one thing, and I think Jay actually makes the same point. For me, it's interesting, too, because I... I don't tend to listen at, at yeah, home. Me, me either, yeah. And so it's very fascinating there. But so, yeah, we have these mobile devices where the majority of people listening to podcasts at home. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I tend to listen in the car or, you know, while I'm walking, while I'm exercising. And a lot of people do, in fact, do that. Um, but but still, you know, most of them are, are listening at home. Um, another what, you know, somewhat surprising statistic that, that uh, came out of the report, um, though it's certainly encouraging, uh, is that 85% of listeners listen to all or most of the podcast episodes that they tune into. So they're, they're sticking around for the full content, or, or at least most of it, you know, and that's, that's certainly very heartening to us as people who are putting that kind of content out there. Well, yeah, and I think one of the points that Jay makes as well is that in terms of uh, podcasting as potential for marketing, which I think is something we want to talk about a little bit more later, that kind of um, stick with itness, the the stickiness, you know, listening to, to all or most of it, um, that's that's especially heartening in that context of being able to really convey a, a message effectively. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in this age, you know, when uh, there's a lot of gnashing of teeth about uh, getting people's attention and, and keeping attention, I mean, this this may in some ways be a, a magic bullet for that. And, and that's probably a good, you know, um, point to, to segue into why all of this is so important. I mean, why we're putting the time into talking about this Edison report and, and, and do a, another podcast about podcasting. And, uh, you know, I mean, we feel there are very good reasons why podcasting has had so much growth and is likely to continue to have significant growth. Well, and one reason that uh, podcasting seems to be so popular, we believe, is just that they're relatively easy to produce. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of equipment or a lot of um, specialized know-how to be able to put together a podcast. So that certainly allows sort of a low barrier of entry for anyone wanting to come in and produce a podcast. That's right. And, you know, you can't see us right now, but we're just sitting in our little office in Carborough, North Carolina, with a couple of microphones in front of us. But, you know, by the time we produce this, we have the ability to, you know, reach uh, uh, millions of people with it. Um, you know, another aspect is that uh, consumers, you know, the people who are going to, to listen to podcasts can really find, you know, personalized content, and then they can listen to it, you know, while they're doing other things. And, you know, we said most people are, are, are listening at home. That's what uh, Edison uh, is telling us. Um, but, uh, you know, in many ways, whether you're at home or 
whether you're in the car, whether you're uh, walking, working out, whatever the case might be, it's sort of the the, the perfect multitasking accompaniment. You know, people will will tune on, uh, turn on their their favorite podcast and, and listen to that. Um, you know, while they're doing a another mindless uh, sort of task as they're consuming that content. Well, I thought that it's a good point to make because you know multitasking can be dangerous, but I think right. the nice thing about podcasting is that it can be kind of coupled with with things like a walk that don't necessarily require um, kind of the same portions of your brain, and you really can't actually multitask in that in that sense. Thing. Yeah, and that can actually be very effective for learning to be able to walk and reflect. You know, while you're listening to something. So again, you know, there's 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 hidden power here in uh, in, in podcasting. I think another reason we're seeing growth is that getting the podcast content is is really easy. Um, you know, at this point, almost everyone has a mobile phone, and that's really typically all you need to listen to a podcast. Um, you know, there are a variety of apps like Stitcher and Instacast and Overcast that make it easy to find podcasts, to subscribe to them, to get automatic updates. So, you know, in that sense, it's really very easy. Um, it's still maybe not as easy as it probably could be, but once you have subs- have subscribed to something on your smartphone, listening on a regular basis is really no more difficult than listening to Pandora or Spotify or some of the other apps that people make make use of. Right. Again, and it, it goes back to that. You know personalized content and people people being able to tune into what they want to be able to tune into just like they're doing with you know something like a, a Spotify um, and the quality of the content and the options has really been you know steadily rising I mean we've seen some big names get into podcasting I think we talked about the the serial effect in, in our, our last episode where we focused on podcasting which was sort of the first big breakthrough podcast and that was you know that's a pretty highly produced uh, show um, you have you know major selling authors like you know Malcolm Gladwell who have now you know introduced uh, podcast Podcast is becoming a very common thing for uh, particularly best-selling authors to, to get involved with podcasting. But in general, you know, when you go out and look, if you're interested in a particular topic or even just you know in, in broad um, you know sort of social issues and things like that, you're going to be able to find um, a, a good quality podcast on just about anything at this point. And so those are the reasons we think that we see this growth. You know, the podcasts are relatively easy to produce. Consumers can can find a really highly relevant content to them and subscribe to it and be delivered it. And the, the quality of what's out there has been uh, rising. But let's talk a little bit too about the kind of opportunities that, that podcasting opens up. And I'll offer a, a first thought, which is ties back to the point we already mentioned that, that it allows you to reach people in places where you might not typically reach them. So it's potentially very powerful as a new distribution channel. You know, if maybe maybe you're only getting people's mind share when they're in the office, you know, currently, well, with a podcast, as we're saying, if you're getting them to listen when they're at home or exercising, uh, you know, that gives you a, a new channel, a new opportunity to connect. And, and as we already mentioned, you know, the Edison research is showing that people are actually listening to it. You know, they're, they're going through the, the vast majority of the, of the content uh, that they are consuming. Uh, another opportunity that's out there, and, you know, this is one that um, uh, may not be quite as obvious, but it's certainly important to our audience, is that a podcast can really offer a new way to work with and uh, to offer value to and to get value from your subject matter experts. I mean, most of our listeners are going to be people who are, you know, running meetings, um, producing different types of educational content. They're often working with subject matter experts. Um, This, again, it offers a a new channel, a new way to engage with those people, to do those expert interviews, um, or even, you know, to to get to one of your volunteers, if you're in a trade or professional association, potentially to to spearhead um, the the whole podcasting effort. But in general, you know, to to tap into the the value of the knowledge that you have out there in their networks and in your networks and deliver them through this new medium. 
And then another opportunity is that we think podcasts are a really great medium for blending education and marketing. And we, we touched on marketing uh, a little bit earlier, but you know, we believe that the best podcasts are, are really both entertaining and educational. And so they can be very effective as a means of informing people about specific educational offerings, for example. And, and we've used uh, the Leading Learning Podcast to promote our fall symposium and our spring learning technology design event, um, just as examples of, of, as of us walking that walk. No, and I can you know clearly remember being at um, our face uh, face to face place based uh, leading uh, I'm sorry uh, learning technology design event uh, last year, and um, somebody walked up to me and said, you know, I'm I'm here because of the podcast. You know, I'm a, I'm an avid listener, um, so that was very gratifying to to hear and, and to know that it, it is actually working um, in that uh, uh, in that context. Now. You know, we're not going to get too technical here uh, about how you actually put together a podcast, but um, but we did promise at the, at the beginning we're going to talk a little bit about you know how to get started, and uh, and, and obviously a, a significant part of that is uh, knowing how to, to to put it together technically and, and get a podcast out there uh, into the world. So we thought we'd at least mention some of the the key technologies that we're using here for the leading learning podcast, and and then also some of the alternatives that you may want to consider uh, to what we're doing. You know, one of the, the the key things to have if you are going to start a podcast is is to get some decent microphones. You know, don't just uh, hook up your your Apple earbuds or you know uh, whatever you might typically use when you're talking on your your cell phone. We use uh, Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred microphones. That sounds very sophisticated and, and uh, expensive, but they're actually you know roughly sixty to seventy dollars a piece. Um, very good uh, quality microphone that can hook in through your USB drives. You can hook two mics into a computer, which is what we do as we're broadcasting right now, or if you just need one mic when you're doing an interview, you can just hook that in through your USB drive. And I'll say we'll, we'll link to um, you know where you can find uh, an Audio-Technica ATR 2100 microphone. As, as you might guess, you can get that at Amazon. And uh, we have these attached to you know simple boom arms um, so that the mics are steady and aren't going to be bumped around. Um, we have some simple windscreens on them, which is something you'll see pop up as an add-on option just about any time that you're buying a, a microphone. And that's going to prevent, you know, if I'm saying P, it's going to not pop as much if you've got that uh, windscreen on there. So those are what we're using for microphones. And you'll see those widely recommended. I I believe John Lee Dumas actually recommends the ATR 2100s in in his post as well. And then, you know, for interviews, um, right now, Salisa and I are talking to each other, but um, we very often do interviews on the Leading Learning Podcast. And uh, we use uh, an application on our Mac called Ecamm Call Recorder. And that allows us to call somebody on Skype either using Skype or Skype to phone, and then be able to record um, that conversation with them very, very easily. Um, that's an Ecamm call recorder for a Mac, but on a PC, you would use CallBurner or Pamela. Those are two options for PC users. Again, we'll link to all of this. You know, Once we get those files, um, we're Mac users, so we've got GarageBand on our Macs, and we just edit in, in GarageBand. Um, you can also download the free Audacity software that allows you to, to edit, or if you want to go you know, a little higher end, um, you can get Adobe Audition, which is going to you know, give you some, some extra tools for editing. We haven't found the need for you know, fancy editing. GarageBand has uh, done just fine um, for us, and, and we'd certainly recommend it to, to Mac users. We actually host the Leading Learning Podcast on Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N, which is you know one of the more 
popular podcasting uh, hosting uh, services, you don't want to just throw this up on your regular website. You want to have a place that's going to be able to stream the audio very well and also give you some statistics around you know how many downloads you're getting. There are other options out there. SoundCloud uh, is another very popular one. If you're a WordPress user, um, there's a, a, a service called Blueberry, um, which has got a weird spelling to it, but we'll, we'll link to that in, in the show notes. And all of those are going to you know um, be able to stream the, the audio uh, and, and provide for the bandwidth that you need for, for good quality and then also provide you with some s- statistics uh, around what you are, what you're offering. And then finally, you know, we submit the uh, Leading Learning Podcast to iTunes. You know, uh, many of you are probably who are listening are probably subscribed through iTunes. There are other directories you can submit to, like Stitcher. Um, we've also submitted to, to Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, Google Play. You're going to want to get it out there um, some places that people are actually able to access it. But that's just a you know, very quick rundown of the, uh, the techie side of our podcast. All of that stuff totals up, you know, at most to, you know, a few hundred dollars, and that's over the course of a year, you know, in, including the, the month-to-month uh, hosting costs. So, you know, very affordable from a technology um, standpoint. But then, you know, the technology, of course, is only one part of it. Uh, you then have to start putting in the time and, and, and doing the things that it takes to actually produce a, a good uh, podcast. So we thought we would offer a few tips and best practices that sort of move beyond the, the technology, the hardware, the equipment requirements that Jeff just covered. Uh, one tip is that before you really begin promoting your podcast, have uh, several episodes up and available. Um, I think that one key reason is we have this sort of the 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 binge watching, the binge listening sort of um, 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 culture out there now. So if you put good out there and people are interested and they want to listen to another, it's great for them to have a, another episode or two to listen to right away that, that will really solidify your value and importance in their minds. Um, and, and so that'll help there be a little bit there there once you do start promoting. Definitely. And then, you know, as you're, as you're putting together the content, uh, it's important to be consistent. That's going to help people know that you're serious, uh, that, uh, that you're, you know, trying to be as professional as possible with your podcast, and it's going to let them know what to expect. And, you know, so in terms of consistency, the, the overall structure of the show, anybody who's been listening to Leading Learning knows that we have, you know, sort of our standard intro music, um, and then, you know, a, a segment at the beginning where we kind of tee things up. Um, we'll talk about a resource. And then, you know, we either, either go into a conversation like we're having right now um, or an interview, and then we have an outro piece at the end, and that's kind of the structure of uh, leading learning. It's a pretty common structure, but we, we try to adhere to that week in and week out. And then, um, you know, sort of the, the longer view uh, is making sure that you do have content lined up, you know, to, to sit down and um, put together an editorial calendar to arrange for those interviews that, that you want to be able to conduct, you know, because you can't just call somebody up and say, hey, you know, do a podcast interview this week. Most people that you're going to want to interview are going to be busy. So you need to uh, plan that out in advance. And then we actually have an Excel sheet where we have it plotted out, you know, for the, the course of this year. And we, you know, we try to fill that in as much as possible in advance. So we know what's coming and we're planning on, you know, who's going to be arranging for which interviews and, and just know that we're going to have a good flow uh, to the show during the course of the year. And in addition to identifying who to interview and scheduling that out, um, there's just the work to be done to prepare for that interview. Um, our strong suggestion is not to just wing it, to, to really think uh, in advance about the objectives that you have for the podcast so that then you can um, figure out what questions to ask of the interviewee that really align with those objectives of, of the podcast. And potentially, as, as we do, you might have you know one or two or three questions that you tend to ask of everyone. You know, For us, 
because it is the leading learning podcast, we do always ask an interviewee how she or he goes about um, maintaining their their knowledge and skills, how they approach their own lifelong learning. So you you might have some of those kind of um, re- repeated and consistent questions throughout. And then you know once you actually have uh, managed to set your editorial calendar, get your interviews, record your episodes, uh, we strongly recommend it just as a best practice. And you'll see the most um, serious podcasters do this: that you produce show notes uh, for each episode. And every episode of the Leading Learning Podcast has text notes that that go along with that episode, where we basically you know walk through uh, what's covered in, in different parts of the podcast at a high level. We summarize. It's not a you know a, a, a complete transcript. Some podcasts do like to do actual transcripts of all their podcasts. We think it's a little more useful to, to digest it down a little bit into notes. And then we make sure we include links to things that we've referenced. Uh, and that does a, a couple of things. Um, you know, One, if you're listening and you don't know, you're not in a position to go in and click on something, uh, it, it gives you a way to, to go and find the things that we've talked about easily and, and be able to access them. And then it also helps a great deal from a, a search engine uh, perspective. You know, If you're listed in iTunes and people are searching in iTunes, they'll find you there. But a lot of people are just searching out on the web for different things. They don't necessarily know about your podcast and you want to, to have enough you know, textual content uh, to be able to uh, attract them to your site and, and, and let them know that you do actually have this podcast and, and that it's valuable. And then we also recommend that you ask for reviews. Um, and if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that that's something we always ask for at the end of each episode. Um, getting reviews and, and ratings from actual listeners is very helpful in, in helping others find um, the, the show because it helps it show up higher in, in the list of results that come back. Um, and in addition to asking within the context of the podcast, it's also important to ask for reviews in other other avenues as well. So, you know, via direct emails to to people you know who are listening um, or through social media or just face-to-face exchanges. But really uh, trying to get people to take the minute or two to to do a review can be immensely helpful in in building the sort of organic um, traffic for the podcast. Definitely, definitely. And then, you know, lastly, you know, be sure to include mentions of the podcast in your ongoing communications with, with your audience uh, more broadly. Uh, you know, it's easy to think, you know, we've recorded it, we've published it, it'll sort of take care of itself, but but it really doesn't. I mean, you have to keep reminding people that it's there over time. This is something to invest in and, and build up. It can take quite a while uh, to build a following. So you really have to stick with it. And so, you know, we, we mentioned this in emails, we mentioned this in newsletters. We even have little business cards for the Leading Learning Podcast that we'll hand out at events that we go to to make sure that, you know, people that we think would value the podcast do know about it and they have that, you know, material takeaway uh, that's going to remind them when they get back to the audience. And so that's been a look at some tips and and suggestions. Uh, We thought we would also like to spend just a a couple minutes here talking about some podcasts that we've started tuning into lately. We we did this in our previous podcast. a podcast episode around podcasting. We talked about some of our other favorite podcasts, but we thought we would uh, introduce a few others. That's right, and we will we will link to that previous episode so you can hear uh, the the podcast uh, our favorites uh, that we listed during that episode. We'll rehash them here. Um, I'll throw out a, a few that have been on my radar screen lately. Um, 
one of them I haven't actually uh, spent a lot of time with yet. I just noticed it recently and, and, and want to start spending some time with it. And this is this is actually from uh, an association, so I wanted to be sure to highlight that. And this is the Professional Pricing Society, and they've recently uh, launched the Pricing Podcast. Uh, I think they've actually had some podcasting going on for a while, but they got it into iTunes, and I think they're kind of upping their game uh, a little bit around the, the podcast. So if you're interested in pricing, uh, that that's something to check out. And they're certainly using podcasting as a way to kind of spread the, the educational uh, message. Um, one that I have actually been tuning into and, and listening to, and uh, I'm a bit of a marketing junkie. I listen to a lot of marketing type uh, podcasts. This one is called Marketing School with Neil Patel and Eric Sue, and it's it's a short one. I usually listen to longer form content, but these tend to be you know five, ten, I think fifteen minutes tops uh, type episodes where they really focus in on a, a marketing tactic uh, to be aware of. And Neil Patel, you know, has one of the most useful marketing blogs there is out there in, in terms of just uh, tactical advice that you can take and, and put to work. Um, so that's reflected in, in, in this podcast as well, and um, definitely worth tuning into if you want uh, you know some some tips to, to up your marketing game quickly. Well, I have a couple that I'll mention too. And you know, you were just talking about how marketing school tends to be sort of a shorter format one. Um, kind World is one that um, actually came to my attention because it was recommended by Carol, a, a leading learning podcast listener. And she had listened to our first episode about podcasting and um, had had started tuning into the the poem of the day from from the Poetry Foundation because that was one that I had mentioned there. And then she was sharing back to say uh, Kind World was was one she recommended. And so they that podca- podcast tends to be relatively short and they're, they're stories about how people's lives have been changed by someone else. So they're, they're stories of kindness, whether that's sort of a small or, or large. And so I, I wanted to mention that one. And then kind of on the other end of the spectrum, it's not exactly a new um podcast for me. I've been listening to On Being with Krista Tippett for uh, quite a while now, but I've um, recently started paying attention to the unedited versions Mm. that she also puts out because what they do is she'll, you know, whatever show is for that uh, weekend or, or that week, they will earlier release an unedited version. And so I've been starting to pay attention to the time differentials between the produced a version and and the actual interview and if there's a big difference you know because like the produced versions are always roughly 50 minutes you know to allow for kind of an hour of programming along with um with commercials and things like that but if if the unedited one is an hour and 50 minutes sometimes I'll, I'll opt to listen to that one especially if it's around a topic or an interview with someone that I'm very interested in so I thought that's a very interesting move on their part to kind of put out the unedited version it's a you know an interesting sort of drawing back of the curtain you know we get to see the the wizard of oz that, that, that is an interesting approach that's a great podcast and, and you're showing yourself as being a true podcasting geek at this point <laughs> if you're actually looking at the time differentials uh, between the, the edited and the unedited versions and making your decisions based on that um we'll, we'll wrap up the uh uh, the kind of list of uh, shows we've been tuning into lately or, or uh, noticing in new ways lately with one called The Showrunner. And um, this is a podcast about podcasting from Copyblogger Media. And, and Copyblogger Media has gone big with podcasting. I mean, they have a whole network with multiple shows uh, on it that you know come out week over week. I mean, they're putting a lot into um, podcasting, making a big bet there. And the showrunner, you know, if you want to up your podcasting game, you know, get a continuous stream of of uh, tips and, and, and practices to follow for producing a, a good podcast. The showrunner is definitely one to. Uh, 
to tune into. And with all of these, uh, as, as usual, we will, we will link to them in the show notes um, so you don't have to remember everything we've just said here, but we hope we've sparked some, some interest in, uh, in, in trying out some of these new podcasts. So as we're exiting, we want to say thanks again to your membership for being the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. You can find out more about your membership at yourmembership.com. And we also want to mention again that recordings from Learning Technology Design, or LTD for short, our virtual conference specifically for professionals in the business of continuing education and professional development are now available. And you can get the details and sign up for those recordings at ltd.leadinglearning.com. And we've mentioned show notes a number of times during this episode, including discussing you know, why we do show notes. Uh, there are, of course, show notes available for this episode, and you can find those at leadinglearning.com slash episode 76. And as part of those notes, you'll find a link to access the Edison Infinite Dial report that we uh, were discussing at the beginning of the episode. And you'll also find all of the other resources that uh, we've mentioned throughout the episode, including links to the, the, the podcast uh, that we thought uh, uh, viewers, or viewers, listeners might be uh, interested in. Um, while you're doing all that, you'll see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you are getting value out of the podcast, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe. All you have to do is uh, uh, just click on the the iTunes links or other links that are on the show notes pages, and it'll get you you know right to the the, the place you need to be to subscribe. And we would also be grateful if you would take a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. This is the plug that we uh, mentioned earlier that we always do at the end of each episode. So to give a rating, you can go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. We really appreciate it, and it helps others find the podcast. Finally, consider telling others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet simply by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. And that, that pops up a, a, a box with some text in it that just says, you know, I'm getting value out of the Leading Learning Podcast. And I mean, really all you got to do is click that share link and then, and then click tweet and it'll go out to the world. Or if tweeting isn't, you know, what you like to do, take that text and put it into Facebook or, or LinkedIn or some other social network of your choice. But, but please help spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.